0: I'm great. Welcome back to Talking Backwards. I am Dave Jackson. I'm joined by Patrick Mahan. Hey, everybody. And even Tyler
1: Mullins. Hey, everybody. This is
0: Season 2, Episode
2: trademarked. (laughs) Hey, everybody. That's that's Patrick's (laughs) sign-on.
3: Well, it sounded like you were about to do the Pat Stats as well. (laughs) You can't piggyback. I I was about to take over Pat (laughs) Stats. And so, you know, we're, we're all getting a
0: little too deep into each other's pies. Let's... Let's, whoa, let's back up. Whoa, let's take whoa, our fingers whoa. out. As long
3: as it's a cherry pie. Get your I'm hand out nervous. of my pie.
0: That was a really strange way to say that. So Wait, we're what? Stepping, stepping on each other's toes a little bit, so let's back it up. And, can we uh, talk about
3: pie for a second? We can wow. talk about a lot
0: of pie. We can talk about three pies to a person. I
3: don't know wow. that we've talked about them much, but we'll bring it up now. You know, the Log Lady, uh, after Twin Peaks went off the air, David Lynch filmed these Log Lady intros for when uh, Twin Peaks was doing reruns on Bravo. Mm-hmm. I believe it was bravo but anyway so the intro for this one is all about pie oh dave i don't know if you'd like to read it i i've always enjoyed uh your log lady impersonation i believe i can do that all right, all right let's are you ready it. yeah for the folks at home here's dave little davy jackson as the log lady Margaret the Lambert. little
1: davy jackson
3: that's the one
0: pie whoever <laughs> invented the pie Here was a great person. In Twin Peaks, we specialize in cherry pie and huckleberry pie. We do have many other types of pie, and at the Double R Diner, Norma knows how to make them all better than anyone I have ever known. I hope Norma likes me. I know I like her and respect her. I have spit my pitch gum out of my mouth onto her walls and floors and sometimes onto her booths. Sometimes I get angry and do things I'm not proud of. I do love Norma's pies. I love pie with coffee.
3: That's it. Thank you. That that is it. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? <laughs> what is this, Why is this a part of? I think we all learned a lot
0: <laughs> about the log lady. I think I think she has some beef with Norma.
3: <laughs> <laughs> log lady's got beef. She's got beef. Oh wow. <laughs> But That's she crazy. respects her. He does. Anyway, That's what let's we need to take away from this. Yeah, let's let's get on into season two, episode nineteen, episode twenty six, but twenty seventh overall. They call it variations on relations. Yes, uh, it was directed by Jonathan Sanger,
2: mm-hmm.
3: not Singer. Sanger. 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 It was written by Harley Payton and Mark Frost. Now, oh. Jonathan Sanger, where might somebody recognize him from? Jonathan Sanger. Well, he uh, was a producer of the Elephant Man, David Lynch's film. Nineteen eighty. He, I'm sure he's done other things, but well, he also that's a connection it. to David
0: Lynch. He also was with the uh, producers 2005 and Vanilla Sky in 2001. So he's Ooh. used to
1: some weird stuff. Is that why Tom Cruise was in the <laughs> last episode? <laughs> There's yes, the connection. That's, yeah, that's, that's totally. the connection.
3: That's why he was a bookhouse boy. <laughs> it's nice to have Mark Frost back on the uh, writing this week. Before we also just really deep dive in, have you guys been enjoying the weather updates this week from David Lynch?
1: Yes.
0: I admittedly have not watched those. What? Who are you? I know you've been blowing up the messenger with these YouTube links. I just, I haven't said, I always get them when I'm at work typically or when I'm in the middle of something and I don't think to go back and pop them off.
3: Like 30 seconds of your day. Um it's David Lynch giving you the uh, current weather every morning um, from Los Angeles. Gotcha, gotcha. Which I know that the L.A. weather is useful to us as we are not in L.A.
0: Yeah, definitely.
3: But boy, was it yesterday? Man, his, his coffee was piping hot. It's May 13, 2020,
1: and it's a Wednesday. Here in L.A., a beautiful
3: sunny morning very still one or two little clouds floating by 59 degrees fahrenheit 15
1: celsius have a great day <laughs> that's that's it yep and that's every day <laughs> it's the every most pleasant thing
3: does. so i so i didn't know this I, I saw that he used to do this like 10 years ago for like a long time you can find the old ones on youtube um, but suddenly he just started doing this again, and it's I wish he had been doing this the whole time that we've been at home during this time, <laughs> because truly it does bring a smile to my face. It, he usually posts them around. Um, we're on the east coast, so so noon our time, but it's a joy, and I've been sharing them, uh, sharing them on our Twitter. Uh, yeah, let's dive into variations on relations. We're going back to the Alcave first.
0: Uh, the gang is back. I'm not sure why they left to begin with. They just kind of came in. They found the petroglyph. And I guess they called it a day. Yeah. What did they need to come back for? Yeah. So they they came in. They they found this petroglyph. Uh, they said it was going to be wondrous and strange. Went away. Gave Winter the window to come in and you know turn the dial and make the things happen in the cave. And uh, I guess they just came right back. They what they find is a whole bunch of new petroglyphs on the wall. This this big intricate drawing. This map of different things interconnected. And I, I, don't, I couldn't really tell if this is what Windermerell did while he was there, or if turning the handle is what made this appear.
3: I think that's what made
0: it appear. I don't think it was there before. Yeah, that seems like something that would have stood out. Right. But that, that was the only part of that that really confused me, was that they had to come back to find this. Like, I know that Windermerell had to be the one to figure out to turn it upside down. Right. And so they, they would have missed this before. I'm just not sure why they left in the first place. Yeah. Like they walked in. Hmm. Something really cool. Let's go home, boys. It's yeah. like in
1: the in the summer when you would play with your friends, and, but you had to go home for dinner. And then you came <laughs> and uh, hung out again <laughs> after.
0: It's exactly like that. Like your recess story had to be put on pause
2: till the next day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep.
0: And then the Black Wizard comes up and time to come inside.
1: Oh, man.
0: Next time, guys. <laughs> Yeah, it is exactly like that, isn't it? (laughs) Cooper wants Andy to recreate the drawing from the wall to scale later, so he gives him that task. Then speaking of Windermerell, we go back to his cabin in the woods. Yes. He's recounting his stories about the White Lodge and the Black Lodge.
3: Yeah, I like that that's come back because we haven't heard about those. Briggs brought it up, the White Lodge, a few times, but the Black Lodge was only ever brought up by Hawk, I believe. Yes. And anytime anybody's brought up the White Lodge, they've
0: been interrupted. So this is the first time we get any information on the lore of it. Yeah. So it, it sounds
3: like it's basically a heaven-like it's cause, place. because no one in this cabin is going to interrupt Wyndham. Right. Well. <laughs> <laughs> someone tries,
2: I guess. S- someone
0: tries, yeah. <laughs> yes. But so as he's going on about his description of the White Lodge, saying that this is basically heaven, and then goes on to say, like, this is a terrible idea. Like who would want a place like this when you could be a deity of your own with the Black Lodge? And he gets into that. Then we uh, scoot over to some guy. <laughs> yep. Uh, so uh, this is Ted Raimi playing this character uh, yeah. as of yet unnamed, and he steals the scene. Like yeah. He, yeah, he steals this episode.
3: Honestly, yeah. He's our he's our heavy metal drifter. Yeah. <laughs> Like, another yeah, drifter that's a,
0: that's a cool story man but isn't there supposed to be some beer
3: i also like that he just repeats uh the information about the the black lodge the white lodge mm-hmm. i just like that he was paying he was at least it's funny because he doesn't the character doesn't come across as someone who would at least be paying attention to the words yeah. his focus is on one thing which was beer right. but the <laughs> fact that he repeated that information um i thought was just interesting because he didn't seem like the kind of guy who would care well when
0: you are motivated by something and the, the path there has to do with information, you focus up. Like if you're trying to get beer and somebody's like, listen to the story and you'll get beer, they listen to the story. Yeah. Uh, but that's not quite what he's in for by the end of the day. Uh, my guy just wants a beer, but he is now in over his head with Windermerell. So we, we cross over from him to this machine that's set up, to Leo, to our heavy metal drifter. To a, I guess, Commodore 64 that has the petroglyph drawn on it.
1: It looks like it.
0: Just this really, really old computer. That looks like it was MS painted onto the screen. I love it. Yeah, I loved it too. I thought it was a nice touch.
1: Yeah, it was awesome. Looks like it was drawn on on a Socrates.
0: <laughs> All right. Uh, we're going to go to the Martell Manor.
1: Ooh,
0: Where... Pete's hung up on uh, his Josie poem.
1: It, yeah, is he writing it?
0: I think he's writing it. Um, and he's like, our, our human rhyming dictionary is trying to finish off his, to, his ode yeah. to Josie.
1: <laughs> it's not great.
0: I think that I shall never see. <laughs> and then uh, Kathy shows up. Mm-hmm. Kath's on the line. <laughs> she, she has brought in a box that Thomas Eckhart left her.
3: Not a tackle box, unfortunately. For Pete, it is not. just not.
1: just a black box.
0: Doesn't even have a hole for a key. This is a puzzle box. Yeah. <laughs> so the way Pete knows about this is because he was on Guam uh, during some R and R with the Doolittle twins, and they happened <laughs> upon one of these. Happened upon one of these puzzle boxes, and according to him, it could take years to solve it because you have to put the pieces just so. Yeah. I want to try it. Like, I know that they kind of accidentally pop it open later, but I would like to give this thing a go myself with just no prompts, no context. Hand me a box and say, open this, and I'll figure it out.
1: You should buy one. I could buy one.
0: If anybody listening has access to a puzzle box that you would like to send me, slide into our DMs, at Talking Backwards Pod on Instagram and let me know because I am into it. All right. Well, let's go to the double R then.
1: Billy and Shelly. Oh, Bobby and Shelly? Billy. Billy and <laughs> Shelly. Bobby and Shelly. Are you hung up on Billy Zane? I'm ready for him to
0: die. <laughs>
3: that is harsh.
0: We can be harsh about Bobby because I'm back to hating him.
1: Oh, he sucks.
0: He sucks again so much. Uh, he is pretty much telling Shelley that she can get far in life by being beautiful and that by entering the Miss Twin Peaks contest, she can enact change his way. And since Bobby's in charge, Bobby is in he, charge. He thinks she's going to do it. He's a big boss man.
1: Not for long.
0: Yeah, not for long, right? He does get pretty, pretty well checked later. If we get another look at uh, Milford and
3: Bride. Where old, we find out that uh, she's interested in entering the Miss Twin Peaks contest. Mm-hmm. And this is where we also find out that our beloved mayor is a judge. And he she is. basically wants him to rig the contest <laughs> so she can win.
0: Yeah, she doesn't want to enter the contest. She wants to win the contest.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I've got a speech or two in my day. <laughs> And yeah, she calls him lover. Which I hated.
0: Then <laughs> she gives yeah. him a, I hate uh, that. <laughs> I'm not a big fan of anybody using the term lover, period. <laughs> like, this is awful. And
1: then she gives him the kiss of death. Yeah. <laughs> so he's going to die soon.
0: She's going to kill him with sex. And then, uh, no, she is a sneaky snake, and I hate
3: her. Officially. <laughs> Confirmed. Big red stamp. Hate. I liked, there was a little bit of a parallel here that I liked. Um, Bobby was just telling Shelly about how beautiful people always get what they want. Mm -hmm. And then we pan over to them and Lana is trying to get what she wants (laughs) because she's pretty. Right, yeah. Yeah. So I I really liked that being back to back. Mm -hmm. There we go. All right. There it is. Yeah, that, that was cool.
0: Coop no. is being served by Annie once again. He's come in to get some coffee and donuts for the office. Two, black, yeah. two white dozen donuts.
1: You think he's excited to be back in the FBI?
0: It certainly seems so. <laughs> he's got his jacket on. He's ready to rock. Yeah. The same handmade jacket that was <laughs> spotted
1: before. It was before. made by his... He got from his mom's Etsy shop.
3: did you catch the soup of the day here?
1: I did. It was, what was it? A hearty beaver broth.
3: Beaver. (laughs) Nothing like some hearty beaver broth.
0: And it's just the broth? There's nothing (laughs) else in it? That's it. That's it. Well, if your broth is hearty enough, I guess you can sell it on its own merits.
1: That's right.
0: It has merit. Coop invites Annie out for a, what does he call it, a nature study? A nature study, yeah. Talking to her gives him a tingle and he doesn't think it's anything to do with coffee.
3: Uh I like the moment there with Shelly too, because, you know it was funny before she was like, I'm not interested at all. Annie, mm-hmm. that is. And yeah. You know, Shelly just smiles at her here and like, yeah, Told mm-hmm. you so.
0: <laughs> like, I see you. Yep. Ancient Chinese secret, huh?
3: <laughs> it's that kind of look like mm.
1: Calgon? Yeah. <laughs> is this where we have the donuts? <laughs>
3: Yeah, it says Donuts Donuts on the box. Donuts Donuts <laughs> in the, the Dunkin' donuts, 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 donuts font. <laughs> font. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Shelley quotes the Windermere poem. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, because Bobby right. on his way out is like,
0: Shelly, you're beautiful. Use it. Bobby out. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah. Um, and like, what is all this worth if thou kiss not me? Coop's ears perk up. He knows exactly the poem.
0: Ends up confiscating her section of the torn poem, and that leads directly into the police station in the next scene. Yep. We've got uh, Truman and Cooper together, and they are kind of analyzing the three different girls' poems. Yeah, I, th- I think I'll Cooper pretty I'll well knows what's going on already.
3: Yeah. This is a great scene. He, he mentions the poems. He mentions... Uh, Wendell Merle's stuff, and then, of course, the stuff they found at Al Cave, he thinks there is a connection. While it may not seem like it, he's getting an intuition that there is a connection between all of these things. Yeah, he's asking Major Briggs for help. And Briggs,
0: I think Briggs wants to help, but he he knows more than he's telling them, for sure, oh, for about sure. everything yeah. that's going on. And he's, I think he's concerned for everyone's safety if he does
3: divulge what he knows. Yeah. That's he basically kinda... says that he'll help if it prevents future loss of life.
0: Which, I respect that. Yeah.
3: So I still want to know even just what he might know about Winda Merle. Because if they were both involved with Project Blue Book, I feel like yeah. they would know each other. Speaking of Project
0: Blue Book, uh, the did anybody flashes... watch that? What's that?
1: On the History Channel. What's that? Project Blue Book.
0: Is there something it's on the TV History channel? channel called Project Blue Book? No. Yeah. Is there for real though?
3: Yeah, for real. I'm gonna check it out. Yes, <laughs> i have to check yeah, it out. Yes. Is it about Briggs?
1: I wish it's a buddy cop TV show about <laughs> Briggs and Wyndam Merle.
3: <laughs> I do love in the scene that he Briggs mentions that he ha, he thinks he has seen um, the the map, the drawing, the petroglyph that Andy's yeah. drawn yeah, and, from Andy from a right. dream. <laughs>
0: yeah as andy is replicating it he kind of guides makes a mistake says, I think yes. the line goes down <laughs> instead of up yeah
2: how
3: would you know that <laughs> yeah. very interesting i i pointed out to tyler sure. too there is a drawing in it of a giant person and a small person very <laughs> notable very at the
0: forefront too
2: mm-hmm yeah
0: uh I really liked, uh, as he's kind of contemplating whether or not to tell what he knows, he has these, these visions, these flashbacks that we get to see as the viewer thank, through the power of ma- magic of television. The vision. We have right a hooded person. We have space. We have an owl. We have fire. Walk with me. Yeah, it's, it's a trippy four seconds. It is. It uh-huh. all happens
3: at once, and then it's just over. Yep.
1: Yeah, and then we have Coop doing a line of cocaine. <laughs> that
3: is what it looks like when you're fast-forwarded through the <laughs>
0: Yeah, when you're scrubbing the episode, it definitely looks like he's <laughs> doing a thick line and then popping
3: back up. just like, guys, I got a theory! <laughs> oh, man. No, listen, 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 listen. Yeah. But the other major important thing that happens here is... Uh, Where are all these gnats Co- coming from? Cooper realizes that it's Leo's handwriting. He... Uh, mm-hmm. He Hawk brings in Leo's arrest report and the handwriting matches or Tyler, does it? It does not. I do think it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. I've watched I wa I rewatched it, I was like, I, I don't know. Yeah, I, this is is like I I'm not a handwriting analysis. Yeah. This I is I like know.
1: saying the the Al Cave symbol matches brings
3: <laughs> tattoo. Yeah. You think it's you think it's the same, it's just a similar situation as that?
1: Yeah. Okay. It's like, it's physically impossible for us to have one person write the same thing yeah, on two different pieces of paper. Yep. That we can't have that. <laughs> you write this and you write the other one. And we'll
3: say they match. Anything else on this scene? I don't think so. Back to the Great Northern. Back to the Great Northern. Uh, yep.
0: Hard close-up of Dick's nose. <laughs> Still recovering from his pine weasel bite. Yep. So uh, Ben Horn kind of approaches him about uh, the damage to his nose, and what we really ultimately get from the scene is that uh, Dick plans on getting as much money out of Ben Horn for his injury as possible, since he was emceeing the event that got him bitten by the animal he's so desperately
3: trying to defend. And I really like Ben's quote here. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sometimes the urge to do bad is nearly overpowering. hmm Bite out of my carrot. It's in my pocket. Yep. And uh, (laughs) I just, I
0: felt like he wished that was a cigar so bad just then. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Just like, (sighs) with the
3: fury, he bit the carrot. (laughs) I can't can't smoke this carrot, but if I could. (laughs) I always think about that one scene. I think it was in, I think it's in Demons or Lonely Souls. I mean, no, it's Lonely Souls, I think, when he he comes running down the hall, smoking the cigar at the Great Mm -hmm. Northern. Yeah, When Mike's like freaking out. So I was just like, when when I think of Ben having a cigar, I think of that scene. I was like,
0: I bet the air quality inside the Great Northern has (laughs) vastly improved since he stopped smoking.
2: (laughs) Yeah.
3: You think he made that change? Yeah, you think he probably, yeah, well, yeah, that's true. He was probably the only one we ever saw smoking. But I was like, I Mm -hmm. wonder if that was a change they made or if that was always in place. He just got to smoke because he was the boss. (laughs) It makes you wonder. I'm sure it changed after this now that he's, you know more Um, environmentally friendly
0: and yeah we get uh i think the whole purpose of this scene is to see that dick for all his attempts at bettering himself for lucy's view of him at his core still sucks yeah a lot like the big brother thing didn't work out and he's he's now really heavily involved with goings-on at the great northern and like why why is this our go-to guy for events now because he doesn't really have the clout. He's in men's fashions. Right. And nobody seems to like him at face value. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Why, why, why is this the guy that we're going to say, hey, you're going to be in charge of these events from now on? Yeah, I don't know. I don't dig it. He still sucks, and we see that he sucks. True. And uh, I'm with Ben. Like, he gives me an overpowering urge to be bad to him. To the cabin again. We're back to Ted Raimi. Yeah, and his paper mache pawn trap.
3: How do I get out of here, man? <laughs> you don't.
0: <laughs> so has this been the point of the
3: arrows the whole time? Like this yes. was his plan. Yes. This was that, that pointless scene from three episodes ago mm-hmm. where Leo was sharpening the arrows. Yeah. This is what it's all led up to. <laughs> I need the one arrow sharp enough to kill somebody instantly.
0: So Ted Ramey's stuck in his chest trap. He he keeps asking dodgy questions about like, hey man, so when do I get out of here? What are you doing? What's (laughs) up with the arrow, man? I don't like practical jokes. Yeah. I got to tell you, man, I'm not a big fan of practical (laughs) jokes. And uh, this is the first time that we see uh, slave labor Leo kind of be (laughs) resistant. Yeah. He's like, Windam wants him to bring him an arrow, and Leo just says no at one point, and that gets him zapped.
3: Yeah, and we start wasting a bunch of beer.
0: Man, Squid Zapping the Geek, how am I going to get my beer? <laughs> you know, beer's spilling
3: all over the floor, buddy. Yeah, eventually Leo complies
0: and brings Windham an arrow. I'm sorry, but I laughed out loud at Ted Remy's death. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, so he he pulls it back and lets it rip. He He has a short monologue before he kills him about how he can be certain of where his soul goes, as this has been the eternal question of man, is what happens when we die. He's like, and you, lucky boy. And then a cut shot to Ted Ray, he just... (laughs) I'm sorry, I loved it. I didn't want to see him go yet. I wanted one more episode with a little bit of this character. Yeah.
1: Leo's reaction to this is hilarious. It's pretty good. Mm -hmm. A close-up, and he's like... Mm -hmm. Just the quivering shock
0: yeah. of what's just happened. Did you really not think he was about to shoot an arrow into this man? <laughs> oh. But no, I love that. I'm sorry. I'm laughing about it because like, it is a character death. And it, it, like, death is not funny inherently. But when he lets this arrow rip and the cutback is immediately. It's all the cuts.
3: Yeah, it's the cuts. It's
0: it's half a second and it cuts to him with his head cocked, mouth agape, and blood running out of it immediately. What?
1: And that's, yeah, that's a short arrow, and it's still sticking out of the <laughs> no. pawn piece, and there's no way. Maybe it cut him, but it definitely <laughs> didn't kill him.
0: Yeah, it may, it may have dicked him. And this is... So this Maybe is he's ext- weak. This is an extremely Sam Raimi shot. Like, if you've ever seen <laughs> Evil Dead... Oh, yeah. Like, just the amount of the amount of death after a small incident is on brand. Like the fact that he got clipped and then immediately was like bussing blood capsules out of his mouth is a very ramy move, and I really appreciated it. Back to the roadhouse. Roadhouse. This is our uh, Miss Twin Peaks committee.
1: Yes, we have a nice, we have a nice picture of. I guess Elvira was the previous Miss <laughs> Twin Peaks <laughs> winner.
0: Yup. Yep, that is our,
3: that's our cover girl. Yep.
0: (laughs) Uh, This is going to be a a very exciting year.
3: Yeah, so Ben is there, and Mm -hmm. he's trying to persuade uh, Doc Hayward, Pete Martell, and the mayor, who are, I guess all three of them are the judges. What a panel. The three oldest guys in town. Three old white men. (laughs) Yep. Or these are the. This um, is a gathering of elders. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) These are the only men qualified for such a competition. He's there basically just saying the theme should be "Stop Ghostwood, uh, Save Our Forests" because it's that kind of stuff is sweeping the nation at this point in time. Yeah. By association, stop Ghostwood. Yeah. Um, And I thought it was interesting, just given the other sort of bin thing going on with. Donna's mom that uh, there was nothing weird here with him and Doc Hayward, and Doc Hayward seemed very into the idea. <laughs> I just thought it was interesting. Well, and uh, well, at this point,
0: nothing has been expressly stated about Doc versus Ben. Right. Like, there's been no confrontation at this point, so he thinks everything's still hunky-dory. Right. So there, there wouldn't be any animosity there if everything's still just going
3: as it has been. Right. Well, I guess too, at this point, cause I'm already thinking of the scene later at the Hayward house, but, um, that's true. At this point, he's only had that one confrontation with Donna about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, Pete has his suspicions. It's going to cut into Catherine's deal about
0: ghost. Exactly.
3: War. Yeah. That one yeah. makes sense. Yep.
0: That one does make sense. And, uh, of course, Mayor Milford's just trying to get Lana to win. So he'll go with any mm-hmm. idea. <laughs> <laughs> The idea has merit. Yeah, guys, this year, it's not going to be a Jiggle Fest. It's not Jiggle Fest 89? It's not a Jiggle Fest this year. I know you want it to be. Yeah, everybody has their their differing opinions on
3: why the thing should be what it is. Ben leaves, and as he's leaving, Donna has a sad... almost. She almost looks like she's crying. She is. <laughs> yeah, she's like... Just devastated being in the same room as, as Ben Horn. Mm-hmm. as her dad. Cutting to the core of her. She's watching her new dad's
0: behavior, and it's just <laughs> striking her through and through. Yeah.
3: She's sitting with Bobby and Shelly. Mm-hmm. Bobby smells a fix.
0: So, public speaking has never been a strong suit of Shelly's. Bobby's got it covered. Bobby does have it covered. <laughs> <laughs> He'll write it for her. All good. So I mean I I'm not a huge fan of public speaking. Uh I was able to do some presentations in school. Mm-hmm. And, Way to go, man. Yeah, thanks. And I always hated doing it. Like my, my high yeah. school my senior presentation was a nightmare. I did really well on it, but it was a nightmare. Another kid that I was in that graduating class with threw up during his, so I did better. Who was it? Oh, I can't remember his name. Jamie something. Lannister? Yeah, Jamie Lannister <laughs> threw up during his senior presentation, put it in the books. <laughs> but yeah, that, look at him now. Nadine and Mike enter.
2: Donna,
0: hi. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Nadine's going to enter the competition, and uh, Mike and
3: Bobby get a chance to catch up. They do, they go have a moment uh, away from everyone. Mm-hmm. Um. Bobby's scared. Yeah, yeah. He's uh very curious in his sudden interest in fossils. The life of fossils. <laughs> <laughs> it's not what it looks like.
0: You might think it looks like I'm dating an older woman.
3: You yeah, you are. <laughs> Straight up. So she's only eighteen. <laughs> so he, Mike, proceeds to tell him um, about the combination of superhuman strength and sexual maturity. And whatever the answer to what that results in, he whispers into Bobby's ear. It's a very loud whoa. It's almost as loud as the other time Mike was in the roadhouse when he screamed, Donna. <laughs> Donna! <laughs> <It's true. laughs> there's, there's, a, there's a similarity there. Yeah, Bobby's a bit taken back by whatever
0: it is that he was whispered to by Mike. I just like that Mike gives him a wink. He's like,
3: you know <laughs> what I mean. <laughs> just like, yeah. I thought he winked. You've to
1: been Nadine.
3: Oh, is that what he is? That I thought he went Okay, he winked. Yeah, at. he winks. To oh, Nadine, that's right. He yeah. winks in oh, Okay, all I remember was the wink, and she loves it. Oh man. So oof.
0: <laughs> I don't. I don't want to know what it is, but I have to know.
3: I have no idea what it could be. Back to Martell Manor. Kathy and Truman are having a chat about Tyler's favorite character, Josie. Hold, hold on. Right before we get here,
0: immediately before we get there. There is a two-second fade-in shot of the petroglyph and Wendell holding a crossbow. <laughs> That's true. There
3: is that. You're right. Just for... so fast and for no yeah. reason. And for no reason. She's <laughs> like, hey, don't forget. Well, we haven't forgotten. I mean, this was just like this, a scene or two ago. I, I mean, there's no time for me to forget. This is one of the most important things happening in the series right now. <laughs> I didn't need the reminder. It's was like, keep it fresh <laughs> in your head that there
0: is a wall painting and Wyndham Earl with a crossbow. <laughs> now let's go to the Martell Manor. Sorry about it. You were saying, I just had no, to. No, I was there. just
3: saying, Tr- Truman's still just. He needs answers. He's not getting the answers about Josie. He's not
0: getting the answers he wants. He has gotten <sighs> the answers. He's just not hearing what he wants to hear because his only memory of Josie is her being beautiful.
3: And Kathy can't hate her? Nope.
0: For everything she's. Ever tried to do to her and her family? She can't seem to hate her. I'm puzzled. And Truman like like that box. Like that box. You're right. Well, she was just unbelievably beautiful. Why would you hate (laughs) her? I
3: mean, look at her. Come on. So Tyler, tell me here. You have you have the episode pulled up. Sure. Are you listening to it? It What is what is Pete? I believe when Pete walks in the room, he says something. But he says he says Bob, something about Bob. Does say Bob? Wowee Bob. That's it. Wowee Bob. Yep. <laughs> I couldn't remember exactly it. i just like, I'm pretty sure he says something about Bob because my ears perked up. He says, we got some lookers in the competition this year. We got some
0: real jigglers.
3: I just like that he that he said Bob because it was just a throwaway line that it means nothing. But in the context of the show, it means everything.
1: That's it. I think so.
3: I think Wowee Bob is very significant.
0: Perfect. Sure. Yeah, the competition, whether they like it or not, is going to be a jiggle fest. He's stoked on it. <laughs> uh, he tries to take a look at the puzzle box that Catherine has. Ends up dropping it, and Catherine's not a fan. But this ends up working out in their favor, because by dropping the box, they find a box in the box.
1: What? Is this where he, where he tries to immediately drop it
0: I know! The box? <laughs> it's my box in a box. Wait. Hey, it worked once. <laughs> I was holding it just like this. <laughs> It just tries dropping it again,
1: <laughs> and it's just phases of the moon mm-hmm. with some zodiac symbols around mm-hmm. it. Is that what they are?
0: I believe so. Yeah, I just I only recognize them as just some sort of runes going around the the phase of the moon. But yeah, although that that's his solution is just try to drop it again, and see, and see what else <laughs> happens. But uh, yeah, they've got a new puzzle here. What does it mean? Truman seems to take notice of it. Kind of takes it in his hand and gets a look on his face like, "This is what I'm gonna do." Oh.
3: So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips
0: like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from
2: getting out of hand.
0: You guys ready to uh, do a nature study?
3: Sure. Yeah. Let's go out on the lake. Annie and Cooper on a boat. Take a good hard look. <laughs> they are on a boat. Those are back-to-back Lonely Island references. <laughs> mm-hmm. They are.
0: Yeah, Cooper and Annie in a boat.
3: A float. 20-second 20 sec, 20 challenge, Dave.
0: 20-second challenge.
3: Cooper and Annie are in a boat. They're getting to
0: know each other a little bit more. Annie says that she mostly lived in her head, and uh, they, she had strange neighbors, which I thought was a double. She's only ever had one boyfriend, and her suicide attempt was because of that boy. They give a kiss, and her instincts say to trust Coop.
1: You nailed it.
3: It was 14 seconds. I'll
0: take it. So the icing on the cake for this scene for me was the return of the gazebo. Yeah. The one gazebo in Twin Peaks. Yeah. Yeah. Not, and not the only appearance in this episode. Nope. Uh, William Earl is watching them from afar, from the bank, not in disguise, but just as himself.
1: <laughs> yep. uh, no, he's disguised as Pete Martell. <laughs> yeah,
0: this is his Pete Martel disguise. <laughs> yeah, so he has uh, clearly taken notice of Annie as Coop's love interest, which does not bode well for Miss Blackburn. Nope. I I really feel like the next scene should have been the twenty second challenge, <laughs> Our onophiliac soiree. So we're at something to do with wine, Wine and, Fest '89. Uh, <laughs> so it's Dick Tremaine hosting a wine tasting, at the lounge at the Great North. To me, it seems more like a class. Well, Andy thinks it's a class.
3: There really is no point yeah. to this. No, nope. but I do yeah.
1: think it's funny.
0: It, I think I, I got just some laughs. I did snaps. get some
1: laughs out of it. I did do some or chuckles. Or when Dick snaps at Andy. Yes. Yeah.
0: <laughs> no, Andy, don't swap. Don't taste it yet. Uh, I love that Dick Tremaine almost had a small panic attack (laughs) as Andy was being bad at wine tasting. I don't think there's any point to this, except I think the point of this scene is for Lucy to understand how much she doesn't like Dick. I mean, she spits on
1: Dick. She should have already known this. Yeah,
0: I I think the entire point of this scene with the wine tasting and Dick's behavior toward both Andy and Lucy, plus his behavior towards Alana, is just to solidify that Lucy is seeing shades of him to verify that she does not want to have him around in her life is my takeaway. Are we ready? I am. I'm ready to deep dive on. So I know I jumped the gun a little bit last episode. You did. About this interaction here. A little here. Bit of a
3: spoiler for Tyler. I'll never forget yeah. on one of the early episodes, Tyler was like, if you guys ever spoil, I'm leaving this show. He's like, but I'll still produce it <laughs> record it. But I'm leaving the show. <laughs> but thank you for still sticking around, Tyler. Yeah, thank you for sticking you through welcome. the last few episodes <laughs> so that we can get here. I mean, it wasn't a major thing you said. You you said to take a look, Sonny, it's going to happen again. Did you mention mm-hmm. the kiss? I did not, no. Okay, I couldn't go. Because when you said that, I'm, my thought was, oh, my God, did he say something about the kiss? Was that why this got started? No, I I just got ahead of myself <clears throat> on the quote. Yeah, another just great scene, full of fun Gordon Cole lines. Just all around, this is a really fun scene. It's I just, fun. I had yeah.
0: a blast the entire time.
3: Yeah, I love. So it so it opens. It's just it just shows Shelly and Gordon at the booth, which I just love. It's like yes, they're still hanging out. <laughs> <laughs>
0: and I I really appreciated that there there is still the continuity where when he's speaking to Shelley, it's normal. Yeah. Just room, yeah, room room voice indoor voice. That's
3: why he's hanging out with her. <laughs> yeah. And, like, he never,
0: never drops it. Everybody else that he talks to, he's yelling at. It's
3: specifically when he's speaking to Shelly. Because he yeah. can
0: hear her there is a pell.
3: You're right, because when he sees uh, Coop and Annie walk in, when he sees Annie, he screams,
0: This world of Twin Peaks seems to be filled with beautiful women. But only one of which I can hear.
3: Oh, man. Yeah, yeah I love Coop it. and
0: Annie. Cooper and Annie are able to meet up with them at the double R and uh he invites them to join him for pie.
3: With the quickest service
0: I have ever Extremely seen. Extremely fast service. <laughs> and Extreme- it's like <laughs> they knew they were coming and ordered three <laughs> slices of pie per person. Wow. I with hope the foreknowledge that they were gonna be popping in. I think Gordon Cole's a big tipper. I bet he left a big tip did too yet yeah, as they're as they're sitting down to pie and getting all getting to kind of get acquainted uh bad boy bobby busts in
3: yep just as gordon cole is about to land one on shelly yep because that's <laughs> the thing he wants before he leaves because he'll regret it um right. which i'm like you come back anytime but yeah. i almost in my in, in a meta way i was like he knows the show is ending mm-hmm And then Gordon Cole's not coming back to Twin Peaks. Yeah. That's how I almost interpret it. Like, okay. I also really,
0: I really liked Madgen acting as he's talking to her. He's like, yeah. And I know that if I don't kiss you now, and her just kind of like, what?
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's great. (laughs) (laughs) What's about to happen? (laughs) Yeah. But then she's all in. She's all about it. Even after Bobby freaks out. Mm -hmm.
3: Yeah. She's like, yeah. Oh, Bobby's in charge. Watch this. Clearly not. Gordon Cole is in charge. We've known this since day mm-hmm. one. He's the boss, not Bobby. Right.
1: Not Bobby. What
3: does Bobby say when he walks in? It's like,
0: what the hell's going on? Yeah. <laughs> what you're seeing is a three quarter view <laughs> With of two, two adults <laughs> yeah. sharing a tender moment. And he uh, gives her a couple smooches, and uh, Bobby storms out, and that's our scene. Amazing scene. Yeah. So good. Is that.
1: Um, is that the end of Gordon Cole?
0: For now. Yeah, for for right now. But yeah, it's it's a great scene. It just shows Coop being very happy with Annie and Gordon being happy with Shelley. It's wholesome. It's good. Yeah. Uh, what's not good is going back to the lounge. We're back to the wine tasting. Back to the great Norden. Uh Lucy thinks that the wine tastes woody. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Dick Turin says, no,
3: wrong.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Which is an adequate wine description. Sometimes,
3: <laughs> also an adequate description mm. of the Great Northern. Yeah, yeah.
0: But uh, Lana tastes banana. Andy tastes chocolate, and those seem correct. So Lucy, <laughs> Lucy kind of gets a chuckle from the crowd, and she stands
1: up and says,
0: "Well, why don't we just get a banana split and leave the wine out of it?"
1: Great line, Lucy. We did fail, fail to mention that. Any every time Dick smells his wine, his the gauze on his nose gets. Dunked yeah. <laughs> in every time. Gets stained a little more, a so little more. Now it's just like soaked in wine. Yeah.
3: That is a good detail. This isn't the only thing happening at the Great Northern. No, it's not. Really? Guys, love is hell. He's leaving. Yeah. Cooper drinking milk?
0: I think Cooper's drinking yes. milk. And Jack is having some shots. I think Jack's had just kind of struggling with the idea that uh, he is in love with Audrey. He's got it bad for Coop's got it bad for Annie. And uh they they have some good conversation here about I guess uh just different viewpoints on what it's like to be in love. Yeah. Like it it can be a struggle or it can be the greatest joy of your life. Like it it can uh, take a crowbar to a heart that's been locked too long. And then Tyler gets his hopefully wish.
1: Oh, he's gone.
0: <laughs> yeah, Jack gets a telegram, and we don't know we don't know what it says. We don't know what it says, but uh, he's gonna have to check out that night. Get oh, out, yeah. get out of Dodge.
3: Bye, bye, BZ. <laughs> Discovery Zone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Discovery. <man. laughs> I think that'd be a great name for a biscuit restaurant, like a breakfast. Place. <laughs> Discovery Zone. Yes. Would they sell deviled eggs there? Oh, you know they would.
1: What kind of menu is that?
3: <laughs> <laughs> Biscuits and deviled eggs. <laughs>
1: Do you hate your body? Do you want
0: to eat like a baby with money?
1: Come to the Discovery Zone. It sounds like it's a museum for Biscoff cookies. To the Hayward
3: House. To the Hayward House. Speaking of food. Yes. Holy cow. (laughs) Yeah, a a feast big enough for a family of five. For three. I know, where are the other two? They're dead.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no more, no more Harriet. No more Gersten. Harriet and Gersten are locked in their appropriate closets for this episode. They're doing homework. I <laughs> mean, school's going great. Yeah, right.
1: She <laughs> hadn't been in weeks.
3: <laughs> at least we've None. actually seen her at the high school. Yeah, like, like, and I mean, I say that as in, like, in the last six episodes or so, she's at least we—that's at least a character we've seen at the high school. Yeah, she, she has been going to school yeah. at least one day. Haven't seen Bobby there. Haven't seen Audrey there. Audrey's going to Seattle. She doesn't need to go to school yep. Audrey's anymore. Audrey's in Seattle right now. Yep.
1: <laughs> I think Bobby's lost his status as football captain.
0: <laughs> well, businessman Bobby has got his his priorities mixed up right now. Business boy. Business boy. Yeah, this is uh, Donna's Abby. opportunity to confront her mother about how she knows Ben Horn. And I, my girl Eileen just wants some peas, man.
1: My girl Eileen.
0: Donna, would you please pass the peas? How do you know Ben Horn. <laughs> I would like some peas, please. <laughs> go
1: to her. <laughs> yeah. She her mom gets
3: a lot of peas. Like Yeah. Feels like well, that's she, all gets she wants like six helpings.
1: That's what you call nervous serving.
3: <laughs> well, Donna tries to stick it to him that she's gonna enter the pageant and if she wins she's gonna go overseas.
1: <laughs> yeah. Trying to give him a harsh case her, of stick it to demand, her scholarship thiosis. And take my scholarship overseas. Yeah, going to take that scholarship this overseas. This scholarship is not applicable to overseas universities.
0: The Miss Twin Peaks scholarship does, <laughs> does not get you a free pass to Canada. Does not travel
1: to Cambridge or Oxford or University of Phoenix.
0: <laughs> uh, Donna doesn't get the answer she wants from her mother. She just uh, tells her that she pretty much knows what roses are about, that she knows she's involved with Ben Horn, and that it's not about... Uh, what do you call it? Charity work.
1: Owl. Yeah.
0: Immediately owls. This is a good scene. So the gazebo is at the forefront once again. Yep. <laughs> uh this is definitely so that Winamerl is telling Coop, like, hey, I saw you here. So this is where I'm gonna put my special box. Uh Twin Peaks does not have a bomb squad.
1: They do not. They just have a rock. <laughs>
0: This is a really elaborate way of opening this box. It
1: really is. I was so confused.
0: It's a real real Rube Goldberg machine of getting this box open.
3: I got got beef. I got beef. Oh, you got beef? How how did he get this here?
1: (laughs) He built it in the gazebo.
0: I mean, it's not sturdily put together, clearly.
3: Yeah, so it would have fallen apart on the way there.
0: Yeah, he did get it here unnoticed, but... In the same way, he also got a corpse into the police station without being noticed. Seems a little easier than a chess piece. Yeah, well...
1: This isn't... Don't just call it a chess piece. <laughs> <laughs> so,
0: so before we open this a box... A paper mache Before <laughs> chess we open this box, uh, Coop mentions that he has been bewildered by Wyndham Earl's tactics as of late. And so they're taking every precaution about what could possibly come out of this box. Is it... Gonna be a bomb? Is a it dick? gonna be? Uh, I don't know. A zombie? We we don't know, but we're we're prepared on all fronts.
1: I would love it if it was Dick Tremaine, <laughs>
0: like dead or like with a machine gun, just in a box, <laughs> or just standing in the box,
1: just Dick in a box. <laughs> I
0: see what you did there. Thinking. It is, but uh, no. The the solution for Coop is to tie some of the caution tape to a rock put that rock on the edge of the gazebo.
1: He's definitely done this before.
0: <laughs> yeah, you don't just come up with this.
1: There's no there's no brainstorming moment at all. He's just having a conversation with while Harry he's setting and, it up. Yeah.
0: He already knows exactly what he's going to do. He walks yeah. up, he's like, "All right, I'm going to get this rock." <laughs> Tie catch tip to the rock, other end to the obvious handle on the box.
1: That's this pull. <laughs> yeah. Or pull me, or whatever.
0: Walks Truman back to a safe distance. Andy gets everybody behind the cruisers. I loved it because we don't know. If, we don't know if this is a swarm
1: of bees. We don't. Coop, Coop told Andy <laughs> to tell everyone to get behind their cars. And just in the background, you can hear him. Agent Cooper said, I- get behind. <laughs> yeah, that's a B plot to the scene. Is that Andy
0: is not being heated? Yeah, that was great. Major <laughs> Cooper wants everybody behind their cruisers. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna. Yeah, I loved that. That was that was with fantastic. our uh, with our stick and box setup here. We have we have just really much a shoot a rock, pop a box situation. <laughs> Shoots the rock off the ledge, and the the weight Classic. of the walk weight of the walk weight of the rock weight pulls the, the pull me handle, and the box falls open, and it is our fully constructed paper mache chess piece trap with. Dead Ted Raimi inside. And a note that says, Next time it will be someone you know. Because um, we don't um, know this guy. Right, you totally don't know this also, guy.
1: Also, <laughs> here's another drifter. It's, it's almost like talk about some good, oh no. good handwriting.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's calligraphy. Yeah. So for me, for it to say next time it will be someone you know, it makes me wonder why why wouldn't Wyndham just go ahead and make a big move here. Because that's his second warning shot for all intents and purposes. Like if you're this psychotic person who is trying to get to somebody on a deep level, well, why does he get two outs? I don't know. That is the end of the episode. Is the reveal that we've got him victimized in a fully constructed chess piece statue? Our victim this time.
3: Yeah, I enjoyed it a lot. I mean, it's a perfectly it's a perfectly fine episode of of Twin Peaks. For me, there continues to be a lot of intriguing stuff with the Alcave major Briggs uh, Cooper windmarrle stuff um, and then you throw in a dash of the funny here and there with the Gordon Cole scene at the, at the double R
1: a dollop of
3: Daisy I, I I enjoyed this episode it was it was fun
1: I did too there was it
3: there was. was plenty
0: of comedy plenty of content uh, I think that the the wine tasting stuff there wasn't
1: plenty of content. Was it not? Because they had to come up with that whole wine tasting stuff. Yeah, the
0: wine tasting was all filler, for sure. Uh, overall, I I think that everything that they intended to do with this episode was accomplished well. Uh, I loved Ted Raimi's bit. Just that over-the-top violence and humor from every <laughs> character you get out of him. I really, really enjoyed it. Uh, yeah, strong for me. Are we, Are
3: we playing that game again? No, we're not playing the game again. <laughs> I was so been, good at it. I've been practicing all week. <laughs> well, you blew it. You had your chance and you blew it. I'm our debt.
0: Ted Ramey. So before we get to our damn fine lines of the night, I did want to bring up, uh, I know I've been harping a lot on uh, Tan, uh, Ted Ramey's cameo this episode. Uh, I just it, it sparked me to kind of look up uh, anything he else anything else he might have done with David Lynch. And uh, I came across something called the Make-A-Film Foundation that I didn't know existed. But apparently, the same way that there is a a Make-A-Wish Foundation, the Make-A-Films are able to get together notable actors and directors to make uh, terminally ill patients' film dreams come true. So they come up with an idea for a short film, and they make it so that their idea can come to life and kind of leave their legacy that way it's a really really cool foundation and one of the films uh is actually directed by sam raimi ted raimi's brother who you know from evil dead and spider-man uh there's a short film called the black giandola and it's mm. it's a, a make a film foundation presentation uh, starring jk simmons laura dern david lynch johnny depp uh jade Pettyjohn <laughs> from righteous gemstones uh chad coleman from walking dead it's it's actually a pretty good like 15 minute zombie movie that <laughs> David Lynch is in for 5 seconds. But it's it, I just thought it was a really cool tie-in. Like I don't I don't it's it's worth a look. If it you, yeah, you can try cool. it for free on Vimeo, it's it, it's a fun watch and David Lynch had a hand in it, so it's
3: it, it's pretty cool. Nice. Yeah, I had no idea about that. I'll definitely check it yeah, out. Totally. Nice detective work. Agent Jackson. Thanks, man.
0: So, I guess it's time to move along into our damn fine lines of the night. See, I went first last time. Tyler, do you want to take this one?
1: I'll go.
0: Say, have you had any luck with this thing?
2: Oh. Butterfingers!
1: Butterfingers!
0: <laughs> I laughed out loud. It was great. That was great. Yeah, a line that needs no introduction.
1: That's super <laughs> good. A rare a rare cat Yeah, cath's on the line
0: this
3: time. Where's Andrew? Who? Andrew Packard, Dick Packard's father.
0: Dick Packard? I don't believe in yep. ghosts.
3: I don't well, believe in ghosts. That's Eka. He's dead. <laughs> yeah, but yep. Andrew Packard was the ghost I don't believe in.
2: Mm. I'll go next.
3: Yeah. Um mine comes from a the scene. At the sheriff's station, Cooper is there with Major Briggs, and he basically is telling them that all of these things, uh, he believes are coming together, and I just really liked the way he phrased this quote. Let's hear it.
0: Major, we need your help, but I am unable to accurately describe for you how or why. Go on. The Twin Peaks Sheriff's Department is currently involved in several disparate investigations. The disappearance of known felon Leo Johnson, the appearance of my former partner and suspected murderer Wyndham Earl, and the discovery of petroglyphs of an unknown origin in a place called Owl Cave. Now, it would seem logic would dictate that these investigations be considered separate entities. However, I believe otherwise. I believe that these mysteries are not separate entities, but are, in fact, complementary verses of the same song. Now, I cannot hear it yet, but I can feel it. That is enough for me to proceed. I can feel it too, Coop. That was definitely my backup for line of the night.
3: <laughs> yeah, I, I just like
0: it was well phrased. I like it a lot. Yeah, that that really spoke to me. Just the way he put that very very cool line. Mine, which will be a shocker to no one, comes from Gordon Cole <laughs> <laughs> at the Double R Diner as Bobby enters.
3: What the hell's going on? You are witnessing a front three-quarter view of two adults sharing a tender moment.
0: Acts like he's never seen a kiss before.
1: Uh, Gordon?
3: <laughs> Take another look, Sonny. It's going to happen again.
0: Just bosses the situation.
3: <laughs> it is happening again.
0: It is happening again. Well, fellas. Team fine. Well, fellas, I know we have feelings about this episode. I I think in general, we like it pretty well, but we got to give it numbers because...
3: I say one to five on James Hurley's forehead. I think we should call it Talking Foreheads.
2: Talking Foreheads. I can't.
3: I just can't. James! (laughs) There was no Big Ed this episode. There was no Big Ed this episode. Or
1: Audrey. Or Audrey. And that is definitely going to be gonna counting. Is that going to affect your score? In... Yes. But BZ might be going away. That doesn't balance I was about to say, out. at what point is it a
0: wash? Like, how many positives <laughs> to wash out the negative of Audrey not being in this episode?
3: Tyler, what's your rating?
1: What was my rating last week? It's three and a half. Three and a half. half
3: last week, yep yeah.
1: It's pretty high. It's moving in the right direction. BZ's on his way out. Audrey was not present. That's... I mean, that's enough to go down one whole forehead. Where does that leave you? Probably three and a half. Three and a half again? I, th- I think we're at three and a half. Pop it off.
2: Just three and a half.
3: Patrick, I believe you're next in line. I am, and I'm feeling pretty much the same as last week, just like Tyler is. I'm going with four foreheads.
1: That is so high.
2: Just four.
0: So I've given this one some thought. It's not. It's He's not it a five. It's not two. He's giving it a five for sure. Uh, I've given this one some thought, and I really appreciate the amount of humor. I appreciate the amount of spooky. I appreciate the return of the gazebo. The triumphant return of the gazebo. Uh, That's a whole forehead for you. Fantastic imagery. Uh, good comedy.
1: No Audrey.
0: There is the whole scene. About the wine tasting There's no Audrey But there's also no James Oh five. So it's <laughs> You know what?
3: Whoa, whoa Four, four foreheads Oh
2: Just four
3: Ladies and gentlemen, the exact same scores as last We're week We're just shy of perfection here
2: Talking foreheads.
0: We're in the home stretch. There's only a few episodes of season two left. It's true. Three, three more. Man. Three episodes left, and then I'm not sure what we're gonna do. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so
0: I know that I know that I personally am gonna have some life changes coming up pretty soon, so uh, my time might be a little accounted for once we finish up season two. Uh, but we will. We sh- we should be moving on to Firewalk with Me shortly after that. We'll take care of what we need to take care of, and we'll reconvene and we'll start uh, putting out some content again. In the meantime, thank you guys so much for continuing to listen. I know that we we have people that are waiting for these. Apparently, as soon as these episodes go live, we get listens across. the It board. blows my mind. That's yeah, wild. <laughs> so
3: waking up Saturday morning and seeing how many people listened is a strange. But making really some awesome
1: cereal, thing. watching some recess, and checking our stats. <laughs> <Yep>. that's
3: right. <laughs> But yeah, and, and, and if you really are enjoying the show and don't mind taking a few minutes to give us a rating on Apple Podcasts, we would certainly appreciate it. A rate and review really goes
0: a long way, helping us get noticed and letting people know that you like us makes them want to give us a try. So reach out, tell your friends, tell your family, rate and review, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean we're on now. Uh, for, what? Yeah, Podbean, the the Android app that never works. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> but it's the only one with a good UI that I like. But it crashes constantly. <laughs> but yeah, find us Podbean. find us wherever you get your podcasts. Give us a rate and review. Let people know. Yeah, let's get out there. Let's get the Egg Deviler some follows at the Egg Deviler on Instagram.
1: He uh, he did get one. I'm trying to get
0: double digits.
1: I'm not. Ooh. So so he's at nine now. Uh oh. Wow. Only only one new follow this week, but. It appears to be a lady.
3: A new dude lady.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, it it is Guy Dudeman (laughs) with a new Twitter handle.
2: It's the same guy.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
3: Second account
1: at G Dudeman.
3: He's back again.
1: (laughs) So, guess who's back? I appreciate bumping my numbers
0: up talking back can i turn my chair backwards and sit in it and get real with you guys for a second you're sitting in your chair backwards no i'm about to
1: he's doing it he's doing it right now i'm watching him. about to get real
0: i'm getting real with the listeners i just turned my chair backwards so you're like serious you're like
1: the coolest teacher in school so
0: you know it's time to listen up you're real hip you could be the 10th follower for the egg deviler it could be you you could make Do we have
3: anything
1: history. to send?
3: To send? I mean, you could send them a to batch of deviled a... eggs. <laughs> Handmade. Homemade.
0: Homemade There's eggs. There's a homemade deviled egg platter.
1: You will get a baker's dozen. I love
3: that you don't tweet. <laughs> you don't post on your Instagram. But you're just getting followers every week. <laughs> for nothing. For sho- <laughs> Well, not for nothing. It's for shoutouts. I get it. People like well, listen, to hear their names. That's fine.
0: If you haven't already, you have to make the Egg Devilers profession public figure. Immediately. <laughs> this is how you can become an influencer, as they call it these days.
1: My bio says I devil eggs.
0: Well, change your occupation to public figure and There's watch, your an numbers, occupation spot. watch your numbers skyrocket. <laughs> I'll just put it on there. Just put it somewhere.
3: Just write occupation public <laughs> Yeah, just write it.
0: oh man oh society but uh follow us on
3: twitter at talking backward
0: yeah do that thing reach out to us at uh talking backwards podcast at gmail.com if you would like to email us that's how you can do it
1: anchor anchor
0: oh guys we'll be back with you next week hopefully For the path to the Black Lodge. Thank you for listening to Talking
1: Backwards. Project Blue Book. Does anybody watch that? What's that? What's that? Project Blue Book? No. No. Is it for real though? Does anybody watch that? For real? Yes. Yes. On the History Channel. Check it out. I'm
2: going to check
1: it out. Cool.